0: joining us now he is the director of golf at georgia state and he's been recently inducted into the guilford county hall of fame joe inman joins us joe it's been a while welcome back to the golf shop how are you doing Jeff? good joe <laughs> doing awesome man how are you doing
1: well, if I was any better, I'd need help. I just don't think I could handle it all. You know I mean? I, I, I'd, I'd have to hire two or three more people to handle it.
0: You just clone I'll yourself. I'll have my people get in touch with your people, okay? Exactly.
1: We'll, we'll figure this
0: out. Exactly. Well, anytime you get inducted into a Hall of Fame, it's something special, isn't it?
1: Well, I'm trying to ba- balance out the hall of sh- Halls of Shame. I <laughs> I, I I accumulated most of those early, and now I'm trying to balance them out with some things on the positive side. So I still have a ways to go to get even.
2: Why right. Why are you so self deprecating, Joe you You had one you had a fantastic PGA Tour career, and your whole golf career is impressive.
1: You know, it's just we all evolve. I I, I listen to Lou Holtz, who's just the most self deprecating
2: person yes, he in the world. Is. Yeah. And,
1: and, and I, I mean, I was a walk-on at Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I go back and I think about these things, and I, I, two of the kids on my high school team got scholarships to Wake Forest. Mm. You know, with freshmen weren't eligible, so you had to have a big freshman team, and you played seven people. So we had like 10 or 12 people there. And, you know, I just I was a walk-on. And at no point in my life has anybody been able to really see uh, what makes you any good. It's like a Zach Johnson. It's it's like a Corey Pavin. When you watch DJ hit it, you go, oh, God. Mm-hmm. You you watch, you watch Brooks Koepka walk up. You watch Rory walk up and hit the ball. You go, okay, yeah, I got to get this. Okay, I see that. And some people, and the one right now from North Carolina, who's 10 under this week, I just looked at his score, J.T. Poston, J.T. played and he played at Western Carolina. He played in our tournament, our college tournament, and you can't see what makes J.T. great. I mean, you just well, he's there, he hits it, he looks smooth, and all that. But I don't see great. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't see bad, but I don't see great. Well, uh, you know, my whole life, that's been my my feeling is nobody could see it, but. When you put it in front of me and you say you got to get ahead of that guy, you know I grew up with five brothers and sisters, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna get ahead of him. I'm gonna figure out how to get ahead of
0: him. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's 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 a great analogy. I mean, there's so many people that come from, uh, you know, places, and, and next thing you know, they're on the PGA Tour and they're winning golf tournaments. And you go, you know, wh- where did they come from? And 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 we were talking about it earlier that Akshay Batia's 17 years old, turned professional. I would have liked to have seen him spend a, a couple of years in college just to kind of get used to um, the, the grind of going about it every week.
1: I watched him at the Walker cup. I, you know, I, I was lucky enough to play on the Walker cup my senior year in college or just after it. And so I went over, we have a society of former players and we were there and I, I mean, I knew his name, but I'm, since I wasn't out recruiting, I had never, I hadn't seen him play. Uh, and there's another one from North Carolina. I mean, right now he won our first college tournament. Jay, uh, uh, Harold Varner third. Mm-hmm. I mean, where'd Harold Varner come from? Went to East Carolina. Yeah. So you don't have to go to the big schools, and you don't have to be somebody that everybody notices at 17 years old. You just have to keep getting better. Keep getting better.
2: But do you think this is and the best move for him, have, Joe? What's that? Do you think this is the best move for Akshay to do this? No. I don't either.
1: Well, I, I think you need – it's not – I don't doubt his physical ability. Right. What 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 happens is he's 17 years old. Mm. Most young men need time to develop emotionally, and and I don't think his family really understands the 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 emotional toll and the the, the pull from so many different things mm-hmm. that are around the PGA tour. I think he physically. I watch him hit the ball. He's beautiful hitting the golf ball. So it's. I don't think it's the physical part. Can he take? He was homeschooled. So uh, as a college coach, when I hear homeschooled, mm. you know, I start yep. taking little steps backwards. You know, all right, wait a minute, explain this to me. Mm-hmm. Let's. So uh, schooling, more than anything, is for socialization to teach you how to get along and you know to. At, create friends and to take ribbing you know I mean kids rib other kids so you got to learn how to give and take well I just don't know him so I have no idea I watch him hit the ball he can play golf now there's he is a beautiful golfer now I don't know anything about him emotionally but that would be my
0: fear Mm. Mm, yeah I mean and, and that's too I mean when you're out when you're out recruiting um, you know, obviously you're, you're, you're not a Texas, you're not a, uh, you know, uh, Oklahoma States, uh, you know, you're, right. you're, you're sure, having, yeah. you're having to adjust right. who you're looking at and, and what you, obviously what you have to offer is, 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 you know, just as good as what anybody else has the opportunity to go play in tournaments all over the place. Um, but you right. have to look at a different level. And, and to your point, you, you kind of have to find that, that ja- Zach Johnson, that Corey Pavin. And somebody that you feel like has the potential to, to be something special.
1: Here's what I the way I explain it to my friends at the club. I'm a member at Atlanta Country Club. And I just tell them, my job is to find Tom Brady in the sixth round. Okay? <laughs> yeah. I don't get a first round pick. I don't get a second round pick. I don't get a third round pick, a fourth round pick, or a fifth round pick. In other words, there's seven division one schools in Georgia. And and you know in Georgia, Georgia Tech, Augusta, Kennesaw has it, Georgia Southern, Mercer, and us, and so they all have more. We're downtown Atlanta. Kids don't want to come to downtown Atlanta. That's right. So I don't get a first. You know I got to find Tom Brady in sit sixth round. That mm-hmm. that's that's my scouting job.
0: Mm, yeah, and you know, and, and and being able to develop that player, and that's and that's where your right. your talents come in as a, as a coach. And, and, you know, your staff probably has to work harder than some other staffs do because you have to coach these kids up. You have to prepare them. You have to help them out. And, and that's a whole different level of being a college coach, isn't it?
1: Well, at Georgia, Hack, Coach Hack, all right, qualifying is Thursday through Sunday. Here you start time. Y'all have a good day. Go mm-hmm. get them. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, he has All-Americans there. Right. If I can't develop it, when you go to the Hall of Fame in any sport, the coach is there can coach. But but let me explain one thing to you. 80% of coaching in college right now, if you're Dabo or you're Nick Saban or whoever you are, 80% of college coaching is is recruiting.
2: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. If
1: if you don't have the players, I don't care how good a coach you are. So the first thing you got to do is be able to recruit. The Hall of Famers can also coach. But they can recruit first. Right. Bobby yeah. Bowden was a recruiter. Yes. You know, Lou Holtz was a recruiter. John McKay at Southern Cal was a gr- recruiter. Johnny Wooden, I, I, give me Bill Walton and Lou Alcindor and go down the list of all these players, mm-hmm. I would have been in the Hall of Fame. And I don't know <laughs> anything about that. <basketball. laughs>
2: right. That's now, I might true. not have won
1: 11 in a row, but, but, but you'd have won some in there. Yeah.
2: I just, Joe, I just want to remind the listeners how great of a player you were. You won the 76 Kemper. Um, and I don't understand why you didn't just wait one more week on Sunday and win the U.S. Open. I, I think that's because I catted in that U.S. Open in 76 in Atlanta. Here um,
1: and, and eight, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I made the cut. I finished in the top actually. So I, I had a good tournament. Yeah, but... you
2: did. And and I was going to remind people of that. Your U.S. Open record was was really good. 75, you finished 14th. You finished T23 the next year, t 16 T sixteen and eighty, uh, you had a you had a really good career. Three straight wins at the Pacific Bell Senior Classic when you got on the senior tour, um, just a really great career. Plus the the North and South Amateur is is an amateur. So Joe Inman was formidable. Pe- people, I, I need you to know that.
1: You know, it's really it's just hard. and yet when I go play, I go play with the kids, Do and you? I say, give me my tee box. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm 71 years old. my my box and they said, "Nope, not going to do it." <laughs> you're going to you're going to beat me from up there. I got to get you back here. You know, I said, "Well, you ain't going to beat me back here either." But I, I got a little better. I, I just, there's something inside of people. I don't, I can't quantify it. It just seems after you grow up in a house like I did with less than 2,000 square feet. I mean, this is a true story. I, I'm going to tell you as true a story as there is. Four or five years ago, we were playing UNCG's tournament at Grandover. And so the kids, you grew up in Greensboro. I was talking about my kids and and me about my brothers and sisters and the house and they said, Coach, you're like the other old people we all know. You walked uphill both ways (laughs) in the snow. You're a liar. Your house was not that small. I mean, there's no way. So I said, plug in your name 2515 Timberlaine. So somebody, you got maps. Okay, we went to the house and we sat in front of the house. In, and they sat there looking at this house and went, oh, my God.
2: <laughs> He's right.
1: And, and and so I went up to the door. A guy who bought it was an he bought the house leading up to in like oh four oh five somewhere there for $99,000, okay? Hmm. Now, y'all know the real estate market. What kind of house can you buy for $99,000? Not much. Yes. Yeah.
0: But I bet
2: you're close to your siblings because of that, Joe, Joe aren't you?
1: Oh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Not not literally, we, we, figuratively. Yeah, no, so. we
1: just, I swear, we just – because none of our kids can believe – we all take them to the house because they just <laughs> none of our kids. I, we all say we want to grow up to be, you know, one of our children. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I wanted to be. I want to be one of my children, you know, so –
0: <laughs> well, j- just touch on that. Uh, you know, the, talking about playing and, and how fine a line is it between being on the PGA Tour and not being on the PGA Tour. Mm.
1: Well, it's gotten finer.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: it's just more. De- it was hard in our time, but I tell the kids on my team, in my tour in the seventies and eighties, par one forty four. Okay, 72-72 for most courses. Par made the cut a lot. Yep. 144 made the cut. Now, I didn't make it every week, but 143, 142, 144 made the cut. Last week uh, up at uh, Greenbrier, 137 missed the cut. Mm -hmm. Now it's three under. But the point is, it's tougher now. There are more players involved in it. There are more players that point towards it. And in my generation, you, you just didn't have as many people that were interested in it because you didn't make as much money. I mean, mm. you couldn't make money. Trivia, we'll put this out for all your, your – Arnold Palmer, we all know the name Arnold Palmer. 63 wins, seven majors. What's Arnold Palmer's career earnings on the PGA Tour? It's like
2: $1.8 million. Not even that. It's not even that. $1.8
1: Now, yeah. there's somebody who knows the answer. Jack Nicholas, $5.5 5 Yeah. Now, when you 10 12 I don't how he made that much last year right that's yeah. Jack's career earnings for 40 years on the PGA tour or 30 or whatever it was so we couldn't make money and so there just weren't as many people the athletes who wanted to play baseball back that's where there was more money yeah well,
2: golf is so attracting athletes, it that's right. more
1: difficult, that's and right. you have to have more money to be able to start, to be able to find out if you can play, to grow into playing. And, you know, there are just a lot of kids who don't have it. I mean, Harold got out there, JT got out there. I mean, those are kids I saw in college. I mean, I, I watched Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas. I've seen, you know, Xander Shoffley. I watched him in, uh, on the West Coast. You tell me you see 124 club head speed. And that's what they said on TV. Yeah, you, I, I, he's five weighs 150 pounds, but he's got speed. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see that great. You know, uh, I just didn't see it. Jordan speeds. I watched him. I said, I see. I don't see bad or anything, but I don't see best in the world. Right. Right. Wow, for two years he was best in the world. Well, now he's not. (laughs) I mean, you see the cracks, you know, when you don't make 25-footers on 6 out of 18 holes. Yeah, you see some cracks. You know, it's just a different world, and you have to develop. You have to be internally competitive, and you have to know how to make those four-footers coming down on this the second day to make to make the cut. Because when you make the cut on PGA Tour, you can win. Yep. The key on the tour is making the cut. When you make the cut, now you have a shot at winning the tournament because the cuts are so on low and so close to the lead. And some guys I played with, they just were bigger and stronger, hit it everywhere. And they shoot 73, 74, you know, and I shoot 72, 72. I mean, in 1978, I finished ninth in the Masters, 11th in the PGA, and 12th in the Open. At the Open, I shot 74, 73, 72, 72 at Cherry Hills. And so when I go back, my first Open was Medina. I shot 72, 72, 71, first three rounds. If if I shoot 72 I'm in a playoff the last day and I've done it 3 days in a row well I choked my guts out but I shot 77 you know but the point is uh, you, if you shoot 72 on my tour you could do okay yeah. and I knew how to make a four footer and I was going to make the goddamn cut I had nothing and if I was going to get something I needed to make it well let's figure out how to make it <laughs>
0: Awesome. Well, Joe, man, uh, we appreciate you spending some time with us this morning. It's always great talking to you and hearing the stories. Uh, Hopefully we'll catch up with you again soon.
1: That'd be great. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Joe.
0: Thanks a lot.